I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody. This is another episode of Drink of Ages radio show. Brought to you by our friends at Bell's Brewery. And, man, it is that time of year where it's getting warmer outside, which means we get to drink some Bell's Brewery Oberon Wheat Ale, 5.8%. Oberon is a fruity and creamy wheat ale with a zesty finish. Bell's Oberon signifies the beginning of spring, and so grab some at your favorite beer places around town and get some on tap at your favorite beer bars. So this is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskratch, the producer uh, we are actually traveling again, a little traveling show this week. We went north, head north, people, and we ended up in Kingwood over at the almost open Megaton Brewery. Oh, yeah. So we're sitting here, you know, it's just, just the four of us uh, enjoying some Megaton beers. And our guests tonight, we have Jared Montgomery and Chris Servati hanging out. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? All right, well, man, uh, I got to say this. place is looking pretty kick-ass. Thank you so much. We love it. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's much larger than, honestly, I thought it was going to be. That, and there's so many jokes. Just keep the jokes to the middle. <laughs> right? uh, but it's, it is, man. There, you, you have a lot of room right here. And the tap room, uh, if I had to guess, you could fit 96 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke we were talking about yeah, earlier. Let's we'll, not we'll talk get about to, occupancy yeah, right we'll, now. We'll get to occupancy later on and, and <laughs> all the troubles uh, that happen. Oh, man. But uh, you guys have done a great job, and I see the direction that you're going, and you're almost finished. Hey, thanks. Yeah, we have uh, 3,750 square feet uh, in our tap room, and uh, we have a really kind of shameless steampunk theme going on. Uh, I hope uh, all the folks can come out and see our bar. We love it. Uh, we're going to serve lots of beer from it. Very excited, obviously. And um, we've been kind of putting the f- kind of last finishing touches on everything. And uh, there's just more work than you could ever imagine in uh, doing something like this. And it wasn't originally part of our plan. We originally didn't have a tap room. And uh, we were uh, lucky enough that uh, someone got themselves evicted. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but we need a tap room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this is a much better, probably friendlier place that was here before, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Uh, but uh, you guys have been working on this plan for quite some time. Many and years. keeping everything yeah. pretty hush-hush. I mean, there hasn't been – you guys haven't really reached out to – to me, there hasn't been really much about you guys. And, and sure. people ask me all the time, hey, have you heard about that Megaton? I'm like, yeah, yeah I know those guys. Yeah, that's by design. Uh, you know, we were getting close to opening, and um, we had some real barriers thrown in front of us to get open. And so we knew that it really wasn't time to start uh, beating the street and social media and all these other things. And so we uh, decided to... Um, you know, kind of not talk about the brewery and address some of these real uh, kind of issues that have been, you know, blows been dealt to us. And that's uh, just really around, uh, you know, the fire marshal and, uh, you know, a fire hydrant. Uh, uh, our lesson today, folks, is when in doubt, 
have a fire hydrant at all times. <laughs> Just go ahead and put that in the plan. Yes, uh, make sure that's a part of the situation. And uh, so instead of going about and saying, hey, we have this non-brewery, um, we decided to hold off a bit. And that's why um, maybe it seems a little cloak and dagger, but that really wasn't the intent. It's just, uh, you know, before you go out there and say, look at us, we have uh, something to look at. And so here we are. Now we're very close to opening. You're very close. Uh, I mean, there's doors on the bathrooms. There's no handles yet. No handles. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to work on that. But, I mean, e easy fix. Easy, which, which nice bathrooms, <laughs> by the way. Uh, that, that's one thing that that a lot of breweries are lacking. <laughs> yeah. Are, are nice bathrooms. Yeah. Come and, check out our keg urinal, folks. It's a lot of fun. Uh, even for the women's bathrooms, the keg <laughs> you know, it works well. Well, that's <laughs> when they come to breweries, right? Oh, the urinals. Yeah. The urinals. Oh, how fine. There Not was, at all. Uh, man, okay, so we're in Kingwood. What's the, the oldest bar in Umble? What's it called? Oh, man, it's Floyd's, Frank's? I don't know, whatever. But that, like that around here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I talked about this before because that was where mm -hmm. you walk into a room and you just kind of peel on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's right. like, well, that's actually a great design for a brewery. You know, that's <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah, we have a drain in the floor. Please pee in it. Just you know? pee in the drain. <laughs> that's, that's what it's there for. Yeah, no, no, no. We're if you straight. listen to this show, that was a joke. That was a joke. Yes. Don't do that. Yes, you will get kicked out if you do that. <laughs> right? That's what everybody is like. Well, the first comments with the shark that's in the bathroom at Drink of Ages on the floor yes, was, like, anybody pee it. in the mouth? Yeah, I'm I like, love that. people, why? Don't give anybody ideas, man. That's... <laughs> That's no, that's just bad. This is art. You, know, you gotta yeah. appreciate it. Not, not exactly. I mean, R. Kelly. It. <laughs> oh, but yeah, back to brewery. Mm -hmm. uh, no, but you, the, the whole steampunk thing looks really good in here, and yeah. your the whole bar area uh, is is gonna be fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, we're really proud of it, and uh, we have a uh, we have a guy that uh, came in and. Uh, did a really great job in uh, pouring the concrete and using this uh, epoxy paint where uh, it sets almost immediately and they come in with all these layers and colors and uh, copper metallic things and it's really fabulous and I kind of think it looks like uh, Jupiter from orbit personally but uh, to each their own and uh, we were really happy with the final product and uh, when we built that bar we knew we wanted to build something of a considerable size too so there's plenty of room to belly up and all this kind of thing, not very crowded. And we just couldn't be happy. I mean, it's just incredible. We're very happy with it. Can't wait for folks to see it. Well, I mean, being so close to actually opening, and I know I'm not even going to ask you if there's a date yet. Yeah, yeah, don't. That just hurts. <laughs> yes. No, I'm not, I'm not going to twist that knife. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But, um, but being able to actually see... You know, because when you first start putting a plan together for a brewery, I mean, and sure. this was a long time ago that, that you, you started working on Absolutely. this plan. Yeah, the best laid plans, right? Yes. Uh, they, they never uh, go quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a saying. But um, it's not the way it works. No. And so coming up with the, the whole business plan with this, and like you said, you, you changed your mind several times and sure. one location changed name changed uh there's been a lot of yes. crossroads yeah and coming up with this and yeah. so now to at least have a where you can walk through and know exactly where everything is right. I mean, it's got to feel pretty good well and it changes uh you know the product the location matters location 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 and so our 
uh, you know, plan and that brewery at, at another location that we lost, uh, you know, it changes what you do and how you do it. And so when we found this, uh, this location, um, you know, there are things that we, you know, just simply had to do differently because of the facility and all this. And uh, lucky for us, we have uh, the ability to kind of poke holes and make doors and do the things that we want to do around here. And so uh, we're really pleased. We came in and put in new floors and we've got this great sliding door uh, kind of in between the production and the taproom area. And, and so uh, there's a lot of kind of customization and things that you can do just the way you want it, right? And so we're gonna build new before but, uh, you know, that location just didn't work out. So here we are. Which, uh, you know, financially, it mm -hmm. seems like that this, you know, when you get to rewrite the plan, you're like, oh, hey, this isn't going to cost quite as much. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. And it actually uh, ended up not costing quite as much. Uh, what ended up costing quite as much is uh, uh, NFPA fire safety code compliance. That is the real expensive lesson. And so that's uh, the reason that we're not open, frankly, is uh, because we're uh, trying to uh, comply with the fire marshal and uh, making sure that we're, you know, making our uh, metal building filled with steel and mostly water uh, fireproof. And, uh, you know, we have the right exits and all the signage is right. And, you know, w we shall comply I mean, these wooden tables that we're sitting at. I mean, these yes. are some nice tables, custom tables that yes. you guys built. And that's I right. See, I mean, this is almost explosive. That's yeah, right. Highly flammable. Small. Just remember, garage doors are not doors. Right. Yeah. Garage doors They're are not, not doors. garage doors. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Can we? Hold on a minute here. Can you edit this out? Yeah. Don't. Oh, guys, we can't open the door. I know all of you want to get out. Right. We have a single file. It's line. not a door. Go out of the exit, exit sign. Look at the green exit sign. So much more than you ever we ever thought. And, uh, you know, but here we are. Uh, the uh, kind of compliance work uh, begins in earnest next week. And so we're, um, you know, a couple of months out from actually uh, being able to be open to the public. Uh, so that's know, installing a whole fire sprinkler system inside the tap room, brewery. Fire sprinkler system, fire alarm system. 10,000 gallon tank with a fire department connection um, and a partridge in a pear tree. Pause. Edited for public consumption. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Not, not what you expected to have to happen. And I, I would imagine that there's like that, that's a big one. But when you start, you go, man, I want to open up a brewery. There's probably about 100 other stories just like that. Sure. Just not quite as costly. But Sure. The, you know, the different things that you had to come across and overcome and figure out workarounds or just sign the papers and, and move on. And try to work with it. You know, um, one of the first lessons you learn is that you're not in control. And that's the hardest part. You're not making the decisions. They're being made for you. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of working within, uh, you know, what the code says. And uh, you think it's going to go one direction and then it doesn't. And so what I thought, you know, was going to be um, kind of the budget that we'd have to deal with to be compliant ended up not working out that way. It was much, much more. And so here we are. Um, you know, there are a lot of lessons to take away from it. You know, uh, some of the things we could discuss here on the show. But um, I would just say that all the amount of homework and due diligence when you think you're uh, really thorough and, 
and dotting your I's and crossing your T's. And then there happened to be a lot more I's and T's than you ever <laughs> bring expected. Bring an extra pen. Bring an extra pen. Yeah. And so that's kind of the, the hard lesson. And that's um, been much more difficult and costly than I ever thought. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, starting any business, there there's a ton of surprises. And over the years of interviewing uh, every brewery in Houston and, sure. and talking about startups and, and all that, uh, yeah, one of the biggest things everybody says is that, that they could just start off with a million more dollars. It <laughs> answers all the problems. Yeah. Because yeah. it really does. That was yeah, uh, just, related to our other location was is uh, I happened to misplace $2 million <laughs> and uh, didn't have uh, – that $2 million at the time, we were supposed to get our location going. So I thought, oh, well, I guess it's time to move on. And uh, so here we are. But we're very happy with this location. I think uh, this location is, is, is really going to work out very well for you guys. Well, thank you. Uh, let's take a quick break. we get back. We'll talk more with Megaton Brewery. And actually, we'll talk about some of these beers that we're drinking. Yes, sir. From Megaton. Drink a bait. Very bad. Side at No Label Brewery have been real busy. They're making great beers like Side Haze, Phase 2, and now Squeeze and Twist IPA. This low ABV is great for all day taking care of business. Very light and refreshing Squeeze and Twist IPA from No Label is one to try. You can find this beer on draft and in new 12-ounce cans along with other No Label brews at your favorite store, bar, or stop by the brewery and get some. NoLabelBrew.com Wild West Brewfest is happening May 4th and 5th at Katie Mills Mall in the parking lot. This award-winning beer festival features over 130 breweries and over 600 beers. This beer fest has something for everyone. Come out May 4th and join us at the launch party to get everyone ready for the big fest on Saturday, May 5th. VIP tickets are available and offers more specialty brews and delicious complimentary food. WildWestBrewFest.com for all the info and tickets. The Wild West Brewfest is one of the few events of its kind that donates all proceeds to charity. Come out and have some great beer and a good time while also supporting a wonderful cause. WildWestBrewFest.com Like the tank of 
right, Drinking Pages, we are back on, and we're sitting up here in Kingwood at the almost open Megaton Brewery. Oh, yeah. And Jared and Chris hanging out uh, with us. I mean, because they're, yeah, because we are at their place. Always welcome. Yes. And so Everyone we, come, please. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I'm glad that, that I'm up here because, you know, it's always fun drinking beer with you, Jared. We've drank beer together for <laughs> the last eight or nine years now at this Once point. or twice. Once or twice. Actually, uh, one thing, Muskrat, that we didn't talk about was when we opened up, Adam and I opened up Backyard Home Brewers, we actually went to Jared and asked for a lot of advice. Yeah. And he consulted us in the homebrew <laughs> yeah. shop. Yeah. Uh, what we, what, because, you know, I mean, we were very early on in our brewing experience. Uh-huh. So it was like, what would DeFalco's tell us to do? And <laughs> so it's like, all right, we wanted to do something completely different than what they were doing at that time. I sure. Mean, DeFalco's now is a great homebrew shop to go to. And, and you have Farm Boy, and here you have yeah. uh, Grain Cellar. Mm-hmm. Preston opened up here in Humble. That's right. But, um, Backyard homebrewers at the time, we wanted to do something completely different, and we wanted to make it an educational spot where you actually can go there and learn to homebrew. And Jared's right. like, "Count me in!" Oh, you know, taught classes, absolutely uh, helped us with the inventory, like what all malts we needed to get right off the bat, and order and hops and everything, and yeah. how much yeast we needed to get. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Those were some good days back then. They were. Those were the first kind of starting out of all this nonsense, huh? Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, it's, it led to this radio show and Drink of Ages Pub. Oh, well, I'm Megaton Brewery. I'm kind of proud to even be part of that. It's really great. You kind of go on the Wayback Machine and talk about those days. Uh, they they were they were good times. So Jared would come in and teach the augering classes, in which at the, uh, he, you probably still have your beautiful homebrew set up. I do. Yeah, I the do. Big nice tower, everything shiny, and there was ladders and pumps, and it smelly. It was just a wonderful experience just watching Jared <laughs> brew. And every beer that he was making, it was like, man, this is some really good beers. Like this, because we tasted a lot of homebrew back sure. then, yeah. a whole lot of homebrew. And as Kelly would say, that I would always go, "Oh yeah, that's nice," <laughs> but and then you know, maybe you should try this. Or yeah, you're saying this is an IPA, but it doesn't taste like an IPA. And what is this again? So we, yeah, got to taste a whole lot of bad homebrew, but um, Jared's were always solid, and the Belgian beers. That you were making back then sure yeah yeah uh were just i mean they were phenomenal just brewing half barrel at a time yeah wasn't it yeah a little bit little and bit. uh you know just kind of got beyond the you know five ten gallon batches to larger and larger and it just kind of grew from there really you know it's out of control <laughs> now and we love it yeah now yeah. i mean now you're brewing barrels lots of barrels at a time yeah yeah we're a 15 barrel brewery and uh We've got uh, a lot of growing to do. We're the new kids on the block. And even though we've been doing this for a while, been brewing all my adult life. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's new to us, this place and this mission. And so we're uh, just completely stoked. Um, it's overwhelming in so many ways. And so it's kind of like uh, humble and proud and, uh, you know, excited and all these kind of things all rolled up into one, really. Well, I mean, you you you, know, you have kids and all that fun stuff. So I do. You know, you've, you've had babies before, and they're great and they're wonderful. But then I'll say, it's like when you have a business, it's like that's my baby. <laughs> yes, you work really hard 
yeah, to make this thing and and to be so close, uh, I mean, it's got to be tremendously exciting. It is. In my hometown, too. You know, I'm from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up, went to high school here, the whole thing. And so I'm getting to open a brewery in my hometown. And so that aspect of it is really important to me. And so uh, we're going to be, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the place in our community out here to go and, and uh, you know, to get your brewery on. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear I hear Kingwood people like to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. I, I grew up in Humble, and I came to some parties in Kingwood from time to time. And yeah, I was impressed. Uh-huh. I was impressed. Yeah. Were, they, were they the one that Jared threw? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yes. very possible that I, I made it to a couple yes. of those parties. We probably did run into each other a lot back then. And didn't probably even know so. We did. Yeah, if there were kegs at the party, I had something to do with it. You know, something like that. Steve's liquor and humble, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw them out. That's that. I had a whole collection of kegs. So you didn't have to do the deposit thing. That yep. was like my bailiwick. Yeah, it worked out. That really, was a real really deal. Well. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk some beers for a little bit. Sure. Uh, the first thing that that as soon as we walked in, you know, we're talking for a little bit. It's like, wait, we're sitting around talking. We might as yeah. well have a beer in our hand. What's the problem here? Something's missing. <laughs> there was there was a there was a nice coffee stout. Sure. Uh, yeah. We we uh, call our uh, Russian Imperial Stout Mir after the Russian space station, which actually means peace in in uh, Russian there. But uh, it is a uh, intense coffee Russian Imperial Stout. We uh, partnered with our friends over at Javalope Coffee and they made for us a, a, a cold brewed espresso. And so we included that into the beer and uh, uh, plenty of uh, chocolate, malts and rye and uh, just at about 8.7% enough to, to matter, right? And then it's also got enough coffee in it to give you a little lift in the heels, too. I think it's going to make the show a lot better. I'm feeling pretty heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe in the third segment, we need to go back ah. to some of the coffee. But, yeah, we're going to get through this. That's and it. Be ready to go. Yeah, we're really happy with the way that turned out. Um, we're going to make a, a version in the future that's going to be uh, brewed with dates. And so we'll have uh, also another one we're going to barrel age as well. And so uh, a little soon to talk about all of it in detail, but we're going to have a pretty great barrel aging program coming up. And we've got quite the cold room for that. And I, I walked in the cold room. It's big. And the first thing I said was, this cold room is going to make a lot of breweries jealous. Because <laughs> it, is, it is a nice size. You can fit a whole lot of barrels in there. Yeah, it's like a Franken room. And we kind of joke about it because we found a guy who takes the uh, – uh, broken down cold rooms from Costco's and Walmart's and all this. And so it's a, a little bit of a hybrid of Walmart and Costco cold room uh, with new refrigeration. So uh, it's kind of like Legos. They make it to your specification. I draw it out in a plan and they make it and, you know, they put a big ass door in the front so we can get a forklift in it. It's all working out great. Yeah, you can fit yeah. a lot of barrels and uh, define Houston weather. In the fu- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, that's one thing is that you're going to have an air-conditioned tap room. Yes. Uh, we can talk about that real quick because there's not very, very many breweries in Houston in the summertime. August. 
August is it, it's nice outside. Yeah, I mean, 105, 100% humidity. Yeah, yeah, that's where you get a ticket to come into our cold room. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's like, yeah. Hey, right. come into our cold room, you know. It's on the menu, yeah. you know. Here's our beers listed and then cold room. Right. Yeah. What's the cold room? Five uh, you minutes, want to get that. Yeah. Five, when, when you first walk in, you got to stop in the cold room and then you come into the tap room. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, with that, we're going to uh, open up the brewery as well uh, to our patrons. So we're not going to do a tour in a traditional way at all. We'll have a period of time where that's going to be uh, open up to the public during all of our operating hours. And so you'll be able to come and, and uh, belly up to the bar in our tap room, of course. But uh, if you want to, you know, get your drink on uh, in the production area, you'll be able to do that for a period of time as well. And so um, people like that. Uh, they enjoy it. They want to hang around and gawk at all the stainless steel. And so, you know, that's part of the plan. And uh, whenever you come for a visit, you'll see we cut a big, huge hole in the wall out here to make a window so you can uh, look into our space and, you know, check out the equipment and all of that. I'm, I'm looking at your equipment right now. Yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact. It's not above the table, less scratch. It's well, uh, through the window right here. Right over there. You see the nice, shiny... Oh, yeah. Shiny brew house. Ra radio. Hard to, hard to tell that picture with radio. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, you want to you wanna talk about our other beer here? Maybe yeah, that's a good idea. That's, that's, uh, so, okay, so we went through the... Russian Imperial Stout. Russian Imperial espresso, Stout. Cold brewed espresso coffee. And here we have a pale ale. Yeah, it is. It's actually uh, a great kind of honey pale ale brewed with champagne yeast. And uh, we named this one Atomic Chariot. And so... Uh, you know, Ben Hur from Outer Space, right? And uh, anyway, so this uh, this pail uses a honey. We found a great uh, honey supplier who uh, has 10,000 hives. And this guy uh, loads up all of these bees in 18-wheelers. And he drives them all the way out to California to the almond tree farms out there. And then lets them loose and they pollinate all of the uh, almond trees and the groves out there in California. And so uh, the bees pick up this uh, almond pollen, and so the honey that is produced by that has this kind of uh, almond profile to it. Interesting. And it's a great color and really is uh, great in the nose and all that. And so we take this, uh, this honey and uh, put that right into the bowl right at the end and then uh, use a blend of just an American ale yeast and a champagne yeast in order to produce this thing that we call Atomic Chariot. And it's 7.2%. Uh, and uh, we're going to have an imperial version that will be uh, right around 10 uh, as well. And uh, so we'll be, uh, you know, serving that, uh, you know, on tap here full time. And I hope you enjoy that. I actually am enjoying it quite Excellent. a bit. Yes. This right is uh, very easy drinking. That's the point. exactly what it is. Yeah. We'll have another beer named Mass Appeal. Uh, that's actually a, another pale that we brew with Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, that's also going to be, you know, uh, another one of our sessionables. Yeah, Absolutely. Sessionable at seven percent as well. Well, you know those. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sessions are we talking about? <laughs> those uh, those standards keep changing, and it's like what used to be hoppy, right? You know, and so the the expectation of you know what is a, a ABV percentage for sessionable that changes, as well as what is a, you know your standard kind of IBU or hop level, and so uh, that keeps moving up the scale, right? As uh, as the palate of the uh, uh, common craft beer drinker changes becomes more sophisticated. Hey, yeah. On that note, because that was that was 
very prolific. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Are we supposed to be serious? It's time to go to break. Yeah. Um, but no, we are over here at Megaton Brewery up in Kingwood. And uh, we're going to take another break. And when we get back, we'll talk more with Jared and Chris. Drink of ages. Stay tuned. Tap is killing it with their IPAs. Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Haze, Draped Up, all have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5%, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Drink of Ages Radio Show. I'm John Denman, DJ Muskrat, the producer. And we're up here in Kingwood at Megaton Brewery. And Chris and Jared are hanging out with us. We're sitting in the almost open tap room. Hey, and hey. And the, the longer I sit here, the more excited I get. Hurry up. Hurry. It's not the beer. We are, we've been <laughs> excited for a year. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. I, I could, uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, when, when did you guys find this property? 
it was about a year and a half ago, roughly, and uh, you know we, as I mentioned, lost our other location, and so we had to scramble to find a new location. And um, I actually had someone uh, that I knew who approached me in wanting to open a brewery, and he happens to office here. And so when we were looking for uh, another location, uh, you know, we were chatting with him, and then we got word. Uh, it just so happened that the uh, the tenant of the place where we're at now uh, was a real fan of writing hot checks. And so we thought, well, wow, you know, how many hot checks does it take to get evicted? And apparently that number is around 33. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was it the 25th check that was hot that didn't work? How many? No, it was the 29th. It was you know, the 29th. Like, yeah, like, that's what it's like, okay, I'm okay, you're out. You're out. The line. They're no. like, well, you have three more checks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, right. here's the threshold. You know. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of a, a, a great story about the brewery, actually, is that uh, it's been this kind of folly of folks who have uh, uh, not behaved the greatest, right? And uh, that's been uh, an avenue for us to... Uh, really triple the size of the brewery before we're open. And so we had uh, one location that uh, we were going to be all located into one unit, if you will. And then uh, through uh, a, a series of, um, uh, uh, shall we say, evictions. <laughs> Fortunate events. <laughs> Fortunate <laughs> this events. Fortune, fortune, depends on which side you're yeah. on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, then uh, that's kind of paved the way for uh, uh, places being open. So we went from you know, one space where our production occurs into a sizable tap room. And then we also have uh, 5,000 square feet that's covered outdoors also. And so we've got uh, benches and it's a, a gated area where people are going to come in and and uh, we're working on uh, a massive uh, smoker in order to do some That's uh, going to be brisket. nice. Yeah. Yeah, we've got yeah, a guy brisket, who's going to do like our queue. That's like eight cows you can put in that thing. It's going to be uh, very huge. We're working on building this uh, uh, massive uh, bomb smoker uh, out of a 1,000-gallon propane tank. So we're going to put bomb wings on it. and uh, atomic We're atomic barbecue. It's going to be really great. Uh, so we're, we're so enthusiastic about that. Uh, it's kind of hard to compose yourself on the radio show here today, but, uh, so we're going to, we're going to make those things happen. And so we're looking forward to people coming here, enjoying an air conditioned space and going to get their food on and enjoy the beers and the whole atmosphere, all local here in Kingwood. Uh, so, you know, that's a, it's a dream come true, man. Well, hey, without this tap room space uh, mm -hmm. that space you had was going to be pretty tight true absolutely it changed the picture just like we talked about earlier that the facility changes kind of what you can do or what you're going to be and so uh you know that allowed us now to uh, move in here and then with an additional door then people can go outside and come in here and uh, it's going to be really great with a big covered area i mean there's there's not a cover anywhere else i can think of that that matches what's going to be your little patio area outside yeah, yeah not little right yeah, yeah not little at yeah all. <laughs> not at all uh 
that's going to be pretty nice. And then you have grassy, grassy areas in the back. I mean, there, there's a lot that you can do yeah. with this space. We're, we're really, uh, you know, that's kind of a, a next phase for us. I think about what's going to happen outdoors. And uh, we've got a neighbor who owns the property behind us who wants to work with us as well. And so we couldn't have a better situation in terms of folks who want to support the brewery and, and help us, uh, you know, kind of walk that path towards success. And so, you know, when it's at our back, man, we're, you know, one step at a time trying to get open in, in order to do this thing for real. For real. Oh, man, wouldn't it be nice to actually sell some things? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of having to buy so many things? Someday. Yes. You're so close. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have a nice little uh, group of you know, these, these arcade games over here. And, you know, yeah. a quarter would be nice, right? Just somebody, yeah. come play a game, get a quarter. Yeah. But, uh, oh, hey, I'd actually like to talk about that. Yes, that's definitely do. Yeah, all the games that we have here, it's a really great thing. Uh, you know, my business partner, Chris, uh, can uh, rebuild a, an arcade game pretty well. But uh, we've gone through auctions and all this kind of thing and bought all these games. And uh, the state wants you to, you know, pay for a license fee per game and all this nonsense in order to accept quarters. And so we just decided, you know what, we're not going to do that. Uh, all of our games are going to be free play. And then we're going to set out a, uh, a jar, you know, uh, for you to just kind of tip and give what you can. And then uh, once a quarter, we're going to take uh, that money and we're going to take a chunk out, you know, repair a game, buy a new game, replace one, all this. And then the rest is going to go to charity. It's a way for us to uh, have, uh, you know, our customers enjoy the old school arcade games. My uncle owned an arcade back in the 80s in the day. And so, you know, it's kind of reliving some of that for me, very nostalgic. But uh, that's a way we kind of get around having to, you know, license all of them because they'll accept coin. And so we're not going to do that and, and play till your heart's content. These old arcade games, they are a lot of fun. Like I said, bring back a bunch of memories. Um, yeah, my brother was always better than I was. He's four years older. And so uh -huh. back when we were going to arcades as sure. kids, you know, he, he had experience and all that. But... <laughs> Dragon's Lair, when it, you know that was the one oh, game yeah. that it was like I could make it to the to the first round, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, without putting a quarter in, you know, it's like oh, you know, yes, and so yeah, they're fun, man. These games are fun. You have an air hockey table, you have a pool table, you got this badass old jukebox sitting over there. Oh yeah, the Rockola. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Old school music, and uh, we're gonna have some stuff going on outdoors as well, and so we're gonna have games uh, in and out, right? And uh, we're gonna try to you know keep that fresh where we're going to move through a, a number of different things where it won't be the same all the time. So new arcade game, we'll switch it out or get something new and all that. So when you come back for your next visit, maybe it'll be something new to, you know, pass the time while you're enjoying cold beers. Well, and, and what we were talking about earlier, though, about beers is, you know, you're going to have a couple staple beers, but then there's going to be a lot of rotating beers. A lot. In fact, we have a, a test system that we built just for that reason. And so we have a number of things that are kind of in the rotation, and we are, uh, you know, really brewing our asses off right now trying to get uh, a number of different things up and coming. So we have, you know, the beers that we tried right now, but we have coming up a beer called Tournament Time. That's Tournament Time. And um, it is brewed with the zest of a pumelo, which is like a big Southeastern, uh, Southeast Asian grapefruit. And so we zest that along with the, you know, the pith, and uh, we uh, put that into the boil along with uh, fresh thyme. So it's tournament, T-H-Y-M-E, right? 
Tournament time. Tournament time, baby. I get it, yes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's going to be also right around 7%. Uh, and then like some of our other beers, we'll have an imperial version that will probably be around 9 or 10 and so uh, we're going to do that as well. And then uh, we don't have quite a name for it yet, but we're also uh, uh, brewing a, a double IPA. That's gonna, about to be kegged. And so that'll be around 10%. That's our hop forward, you know, serious hammer, you know, this kind of thing. And then, uh, you know, we've got uh, some beers coming up in the rotation. We won't all talk about all of them today, but uh, we're certainly going to try to keep that new and fresh and always something new. Every time you come here, there'll be something that we will experiment on you. Uh, you know, you will be the guinea pig. We hope you come and enjoy, and uh, we'll try to try to please your palate with every visit. Yeah? That's very nice, because you have the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, what was that? How many taps are back there? 13 so far. 13 taps. Yeah, and growing. And growing. So <laughs> plenty of taps for the uh, house house beers, but sure. actually we need to take a break. But when we get back, you're going to talk about what you're doing different than pretty much any other brewery in Houston. Is Great. That, you know, the, you're going to have a lot of taps and a lot of other people's beer when you come here. So it's not just going to be come here and drink some Megaton. You can come here and take six packs or grab a beer of other people's breweries as well. That's right. Yep. All right. Let's take a break. Megaton Brewery is where we are. Drinking Bay is be right back. Glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple suppliers for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cast Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out, castbranding.com.
This is Dream Ages, and we're sitting over at Megaton Brewery, talking with Jared and Chris. And Old battle right. Man, we've we've talked beers. Uh, we've talked to the tap room, trying to think of what we're what we're missing here because uh, it's, it's going to be. I can't wait for the grand opening. And everybody that's listening definitely needs to follow them on Facebook, Instagram, coming soon, coming and soon, and all the yeah. Just be on the lookout for Megaton because. Uh, when they open up, you definitely want to be here, and it's going to be a pretty kick-ass spot for the Houston area, especially all you lucky folks in Kingwood. Oh, yeah, it's up here. Uh, it's right in your backyard. Yeah, stop in and have a few pints. Uh, not only Megaton beer, but one of the things that you guys are going to do different than a lot of uh, in any other brewery, because uh, brew pub when the laws change, uh, for people that don't know, it allowed sure. breweries to uh, that can. They, they can change to be a brew pub and with that they're able to have other people's brews on tap so That's they it. can a brewery can make their own beer and have other breweries on tap they can't sell it to go they can only sell their beer to go but mm-hmm. they can have some guest taps so most breweries what they've done they're like oh we're gonna put a one guest tap where you can show up and it's you know they'll have something else on sure and, but one thing that you guys are trying to do over here Not is us. like you're a brewery but you're going to be a true brew pub. I mean, you're going to be a pub where you're going to have Absolutely. a lot of not only guest taps, but a lot of packaged beer. So you can come stop in like we were talking about and get a Blue Testament from Back Pew. Absolutely. You can get a Bombshell Blonde. You can get a Hop Gusher. I mean, you can get all yes. these like, different beers, and then you'll have the specialty beers from these breweries on tap. On tap. So we're going to serve in the bottle. We have a bottle cooler for all different kinds of beers, everything you could ever want. We'll try to find the very best and bring it here so you can kind of shop and experience that for yourself and, you know, consume here, of course. And then we're going to have guest taps and what we try to find is the very best or something that's new and exciting out for all these breweries around here and bring it uh, on tap here at all times. And then, of course, you know, we are living in the era of canned craft. And so there are so many beers now that are in the can. And uh, especially during those, uh, you know, hot summer months, we're going to have uh, a, a cooler for folks to come in and, and try anything that's in a can here as well. Uh, probably serve some of that out in the covered area. And so you'll be able to get all of those things here in a, in a, in a true pub environment with a full production uh, a brewery attached, so to speak. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, so I mean, you get to go there, and uh, if you feel like drinking this, but you can always have the house beers. Sure, or which, some wine, or some wine. Yeah, for because there there are a few people that that I have met at the pub that for some reason they don't like beer, but they like wine. I almost sure. want to kick them out, but that's not. That's not. <laughs> yeah, we hope to change that. You know, we've got a get few beers in, in line. You know, that yeah, will maybe something. change that, change their pal a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. For some reason, one thing that I have learned is that a lot of wine drinkers they do like the big heavy stouts. 
Absolutely. And, and as a matter of fact, we uh, brew a porter that is a port wine porter. And so we found some of those folks that are maybe traditional wine drinkers. That's a good transition into uh, something where it, it has that kind of ruby wine note to it. It's accessible to them. Um, and it's certainly not uh, something like these extreme IPAs or hot forward beers that's a little off-putting to that uh, average wine drinker. And absolutely, like Mass Appeal as well, Jared, if you would go into that one as well. Yeah, sure. It. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, a, uh, you know, our Sauvignon Blanc uh, kind of sessionable beer. And uh, that's going to be something that is, um, you know, it's not as high in alcohol. And it's certainly a, a, a summertime fun kind of beer. But um, it has in, in the nose and in that back that, uh, that kind of white wine finish that uh, people are certainly familiar with. Well, and we were talking about your barrels. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of wine barrels that things are aged in. All kinds. And so we have a, a, a cold room that's got pretty high ceilings, and we're going to stack them up and uh, do a, a whole host of different beers where you know we'll have the barrel-aged versions of things that we're commonly producing and uh, you'll get to you know try the barrel aged version of that and uh, something that isn't that we may already have on tap so it allows us to create all kinds of uh, uh, different beers and you know things that we haven't even really even thought of yet i mean we're just getting started right yeah i mean yeah. I, I can only imagine just just having the Having the equipment in front of you now, you're like, all right, what are we brewing today? <laughs> and, all right, let's get out the whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the weekly calculus of us now. Yes, it's, yeah. uh, it's like, what are we doing tomorrow? We've you got know, a big like, whiteboard just for that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, eventually, it's just going to be production, and it's like, all right, the schedule's already made for the month, and it's going to turn to work, and I'm doing my little quotations, you know. <laughs> air, air quotes. Air yeah. quotes, yeah, my little air quotes. I mean, but... It eventually is going to be a job, and I know it's going to be <clears throat> at the same time. All this trying to get open will be behind you, which I know you guys can't wait for. Yeah, it's been painful. Uh, been a lot of you know learning experiences for us, uh, but uh, pain is probably the operating <laughs> term for us, and uh, we're just almost on the other side of that. So we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, you know, we're, so we're just looking forward to having. Uh, the public actually come out here for once and uh, so just so everybody knows not yet uh, we can't have uh, the public here yet but that day's coming very soon and we'll let everybody know it looks like it is real close i mean the the bar set up the taps are up there uh i mean the lights the fans are the games are on i mean what else do we you have beer I mean, <laughs> yes what are we waiting on I mean, uh you know door handles to the bathroom maybe some That's, uh maybe some volunteers uh you know uh some people who want to uh, help uh, uh help us out do some things around here at the brewery and so that's probably a, um, a good thing to maybe ask for if you uh, hear the show and you think you have some time to share with us we'd love to have you and it'd be a, a, a great way for you to uh, help this uh, brewery get going how can people get in touch with you right now what's the best sure, way sure uh, i think probably the best way is uh to just call john john will handle all the phone calls <laughs> and uh john can vet all of the volunteers and then send them my way yes. no 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 that's nothing but the best coming your yeah. way i uh, promise a actually coming very soon what's going to happen is we're going to get our uh, facebook page it's already made we're just going to you know publish it very soon like i said we've been waiting because of all these barriers so what we're going to do is we're going to uh, use that as a tool uh, so people can communicate with us and say hey express their interest in coming and volunteering for the brewery 
we've had a couple of folks who have reached out to us and shown interest but you know really we're looking for uh, folks that are interested in service coming up pretty soon and uh, you know that's the pool of folks that we draw from in order to to have full-time employees because as we've talked about we're going to have a little pub here it's going to be you know a neighborhood craft uh, pub kind of environment lots of games lots of fun and uh, you know we are uh, the brewery we hope of good vibes that's really what we want here it's what we're all about and we believe in that and so you're thinking uh, your plans are being open seven days a week <laughs> Eight days a week. Uh, open until Wait, somebody's already not, taken not, that not one. If our, right, yeah. Not if our wives have anything to yeah, say no, about no, no, that. No. It's yes. like, no, no, no. No, uh, we won't be doing that. There's got to be days to brew, frankly. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to certainly start uh, opening up on weekends. We'll be open till midnight. And uh, so we'll be open uh, late enough to, to get into trouble, hopefully not. And uh, then we're going to grow those hours from there. Uh, as you know our staff permits and, and right now you know we don't have uh, you know the massive team obviously but we're looking to build it i think it's going to be a great place so if anybody's listening and is interested in volunteering and helping out over at megaton definitely look for that on facebook and uh, as soon as they post everything and get rolling contact jared or chris because uh, uh, it's going to be a fun spot up here absolutely you know, we, we hope so we you know, we put our heart and soul into everything here, so uh, it's been it's been a long journey, but we're we are excited to get this place open. Uh, I mean, just getting the first batch off the system. Yes, that's, that's got to be nice. Yep, coming up, yeah. coming right up, around, right around the you know, corner. Yeah, you know, and our, our system's been there for quite some time too. <laughs> just and we've been wa- we've been staring at it I across mean, the room. You guys have spent the night in it. I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> sleepover. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, wake, coming here in the morning and Jared's on the floor sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know. <laughs> win, win. Yeah. Uh, but close, very close. And, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Congratulations. And at least, I mean, it is very close, and I can't wait for the grand opening. Yeah, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the beers. I yes. definitely enjoyed the beers. And, uh, man, yeah, I, mean, I actually enjoyed the whole – like I said, the whole place is looking fantastic. And it's going to be – it's going to be an epic opening weekend. Yeah. Because if it's anything like the old days at the homebrew shop, <laughs> which I feel like it's going to be the yes. old backyard homebrew crew is going to show up. Absolutely. And, oh, man. We're going to be peeing off the back so <laughs> <laughs> there, there it goes. Back to peeing in our drains no, again. No, you know, no. Back, oh, back no. to the drains. I have restrooms. I have restrooms. <laughs> But I think, oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't have <laughs> That was outside. Yes. Oh, well, good times back then and looking forward to the good times over here. Well, Jared, uh, thank you, guys. Chris, appreciate it. Thank uh, you. The place is looking great. And everybody, just look up Megaton and just get ready to follow them and come out here for opening day happening sometime in the near future. Oh, yeah. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. And you can listen to any of the old shows by going to drinkofages.com. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and various other places on the web. Uh, You can look up Drink of Ages and find all kind of great images of the years past. Google does uh, some incriminating, some not so incriminating, but just good times were had. Everybody be safe. Go Astros. Go Rockets. It's playoff time. Let's kick some ass. Uh, On behalf of DJ Muskratch and myself, thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there and talk to everybody next week.